us, dude. Hey guys, welcome to the self-evident podcast. You got DJ Monotone, you got Captain Ho Ho with you. <laughs> That's a face, man. Face only a my wife could, could love. love. Oh, I was going the mother out, but that works too. <laughs> so, Captain Ho Ho, how are you doing today? I'm. Uh... When did I get that name? Was that, <laughs> was la- was that last week? Catch it. Was that yeah, last week? Yeah, it was week? last week. That's okay. I'm DJ Monotone. I'll take it. I'll accept it. <laughs> Someday the people at NPR are going to come out with a hip hop album, and nobody will buy it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how good the name DJ Mono would go. But <laughs> I, I just... you remember that as kids? That was the kissing disease. Oh, like, I caught it. Oh, like when someone got I mono, it was it. like, "Who were you, kid?" You know what I mean? Oh, I, I know grew... who I caught it from. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try and work around it. I know, I know. In college, freshman year, exactly who gave it to me and gave it to a couple other people. <laughs> well. uh <laughs> This show is meant to edify you. I am redeemed. Spiritually edify you and bring you into the political world with some honesty and integrity and truth. We're not here to talk about about things that don't matter, i.e. mono. Are you saying my past does not matter? Is that what you're saying to me? No. The Bible says all things have passed away, pal. Huh? Huh? We are are reborn in Christ. There's no no remembrance of the past. Well, (laughs) yeah, there is. Our sins are as far as the east is from the west. But man, that one's it's creeping (laughs) closer (laughs) to remembrance. Somehow that thing returned. (laughs) Yeah, I'm hearing about it for some reason. So if you're still with us, welcome to the Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mike. You got your boy Massey. Yeah, we're here. You got Easy E. And do not forget to go to the Self-Evident Truth dot com check out the blog we got a new blog post up by mr paul garner it's up right it's it up sh- it should be yes. yeah yes you get paid for another week uh Woo! paul garner talks about property rights now you may think ah, property dude he makes a really interesting argument because we like to compromise we like to uh we like to claim things about ourselves better than what they really are uh and that's all I'm going to say is he he puts forth a very interesting argument. So take some time, read it. We got more stuff about the history of the church. We got more stuff about our opinions. Got more stuff about faith. Check out that blog post. I'm hoping to get some new contributors. So if you are interested, please reach out to us. Self-Evident Ministries podcast or yes, Self-Evident Ministries podcast at gmail.com. Dang it. I need to buy a different. Amy's on. Good morning, somebody. Amy. What Amy up, Bridget. Yeah. Amy. Hi. She's she's one of my favorites. Guys, I want you to answer the question. You guys got a question? <laughs> well, no, go uh, when you're watching, you hashtag live liberated, comment where you're from. Let's get this thing moving. Ask questions. If you've got questions, be sure to post them up. We've got easy that will be watching very carefully like a hawk. Okay. I'm dropping hints. So, Massey, are you good? I you know there there are some videos making the rounds right we had a pastor that brought in a drag oh, queen yeah. you know like I just want to comment on this real fast go for it ladies and gentlemen if you are if you are one who claims the name of Jesus okay you got to start knowing scripture cuz like dude there's so much deception out there the way he twisted Romans 12 to this pastor was one of the most grotesque things. I, it's one of those things that, like, I never comment because I don't want to give it credence. Yeah. But that was so, like, you've got to be kidding me. It dude. was like near. I. It, I, it was. I watched it. It was heresy. infuriating. Man. It was heresy, blasphemy, all the femies. It was just terrible. Like, uh, and and one of the things that I start to think about is, this is what exactly happens. That and Shalene, I'm going to get to that one too. Uh, the 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 when we don't understand the Bible, when we don't understand the spirit who leads us to the truth, the Bible says we lose the essence of God. We lose the holiness of God. Notice that today's people who are like progressive and Christian, we need to go like understand revelation more. A lot of the revelation that could be coming out right now. And I'm saying could be, is it pulling you away from the holiness of God and his standards and what he set forth, right? For us to walk in, there are absolutes in scripture. And now we're trying to get rid of the absolutes, like the, the, the the sin stuff, right? Like, I understand about women in the church and all that stuff. Okay, those are customs. I get all that stuff. But when I'm talking about sin, 
holiness, that kind of stuff. That stuff's really, really uh, uh, getting blurred a lot with deconstruction and, and all this other thing. Y'all got to be careful with your heart, man. Guard your heart for, with, with all diligence, the Bible says, for out of it flow the issues of life. So it, it's, it's one of those things that I'm frustrated with because as a pastor counseling people, you say, go to the scripture. And they're like, I don't really, I don't, do I need that? It's like, are you kidding? You know, like I use this analogy. I used to weld, right? I used to weld. One of my first jobs, I was 18 years old. They gave a kid this, you know, this kid a shot. And I was like, man, I'm going to kill it. Right. So I'm, I'm killing it with the blueprint. They gave me the blueprint. I thought, you know what? I don't really need the blueprint. I pretty much can measure it by eye. <laughs> okay. So I produced 10 more without the blueprint, right? The time they had to spend to go back to fix the 10 was actually worse than me doing it right to retest, to redo, to reconfigure. We spend so much time correcting things we disobeyed rather than just obeying because we didn't want to adhere to scripture. So it's the same thing here. If we don't have that in our hearts, we're not guarding our hearts. If like David said, thy word have I hid in my heart so I wouldn't sin against you, Lord, that kind of stuff. If we don't have that, we're going to lose. And you're, you and I were talking about this before we came on air. Your emotions will so easily get intertwined with what you think is the voice of God. And so you can get pulled away because your heart position is, I want this. So I'll just keep wanting this and seeking the Lord until I feel like the Lord has aligned with what I truth, want. Truth. And that's a very dangerous position. And to relate to what you were talking about, this pastor and the whole uh, uh, transgender minister that this pastor was affirming with this, this verse, what happens is, he, he talks about transforming by the renewing of your mind. And he's saying, keep with the times. Exactly. Keep with the times. So let the times transform you. Let the times <laughs> renew your mind. And if you notice, the, the process is actually the mind being darkened towards the Lord. Isn't it funny? That's what that, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny that we we compromise on the word of the Lord? Instead of holding Wait, ourselves to a higher standard, yeah. we compromise and fall down downwards right dude I, I think more and more right can you open up instagram bro and play some of these videos do you think uh, on on our on our thing would it pull up there can we go outside that you think it wouldn't show up on the screen he would have to download the video i think but can you hear the audio you think yeah because we did it so with the music if remember? you go on instagram i'll just send you all the login info because there's a second video i want to talk about real fast we bring by the way, Melissa's on this week, and, and we're going to hear some awesome stuff from her. And, uh, you know, she really has thought this through, so we're going to give a voice here. She was actually running for Congress, uh, state, uh, Brian Ma federal, yeah, federal, Brian Mass, Brian yeah. Mass and, and some things happened. But now, we, we just to clear this up, study scripture. There's a second video I want to talk about real fast before. Yeah, I, I hope absolutely. this is cool. No, I'm cool. Real fast. AOC was just at a town hall. Do you see this? Uh -uh. Dude. dude, AOC was at a town that hall. That was crazy. And man. dude, her people were like screaming at her. You're a warmonger. The things you stood against. Now you're the establishment. You were aiding and abetting Ukraine. You gave them. One guy said you were giving weapons to uh, Ukrainian Nazis. And he goes, I stood for you. I was with you. I just want everybody to hear the video. Yeah. Uh, do you have the login stuff for that? Um, I'm on your account actually right now. So go to, if you go to my personal, like click on my face, <laughs> my beautiful face. <laughs> right. And so it's on a saved, it's on a saved, uh, account. So you know how to get into saved. Yeah. That little clog up there, the little clog. I know my up way. there. So make sure that it should be, make sure the computer's not muted when you play it too. You see right there. All right. This one right here. No, the other one. No. Yeah. That one. Play that one. This one. No, the first one. That okay. one. It's the same video, but like, it's just <laughs> watch this, guys. I just want you to hear this video. Oh. No. It matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Tulsi Gathers, she's left the Democratic Party because there are other war hawks, okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a third there will be no neighbors if there's a nuclear bomb. You voted to mobilize and send money to Ukraine. There's some cussing in this, so just listen. Please be careful. You're a progressive socialist. Where are you against the war mobilization? He 
truth. You have done nothing. Tulsi Gabbard has shown guts where you've shown cowardice. I believed in you. And you wow. became wow. everything you fought to fought against. That's what you've become. You are the establishment and you are the reason why everybody will end up in a nuclear war unless you choose to stand up. Wow. Right Come now. on, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm going to start crying. It's like, that's that's real. Right. Okay. Simple. Are you going to stop nuclear war? Yes you can stop no. it. It's just, they're just going back they and just forth. Go no. back and forth. Dude, like when he said it, dude, there was such a witness on it spiritually. I was like, dang. It, it was it was so alive in his heart. Yeah. I believed in you. It's like, we said this when Biden got elected, when people, when the, the whole thing flipped, you watch, they're going to start turning on each other. Yep. This is what we need to talk about. The confusion is now in their camps. Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democratic Party was huge news for people. And that's I I'm surprised with how much it shook the Democrat base. Like you notice they referenced Tulsi several times in that. That's that's amazing because you don't see the Republican base getting shook up because Liz Cheney is like on her way out. She's pretty much a Democrat at this point. You don't you don't see conservatives going, "Oh, we're losing Liz Tulsi standing for principle is shaking things up because it's bearing witness to the the junk that's come out of somebody Truth. like AOC, right? Truth. Now the guy Morning, still Victoria. guy still wants to be a socialist. All right, let's have a talk. But his but heart, he's ready his, for a change. Yeah, his heart is like he's looking for I'm something. Sick of being lied to. Do you understand? This is prime opportunity for us Christians. Yeah, and those who understand real government, not Republican, not Democrat, real constitutional government they are ready for this listen when jehoshaphat went against the armies and he said send the worshipers what happened after the worshipers were done he said he sent them a strong confusion and he started mm -hmm. to defeat themselves yep. i'm telling you dude this is prophetic this I'm is prophetic you. god is moving and this is our opportunity now is not the time to just bellyache on facebook guys they are ready for us they're ready for us to mobilize listen there's a reason the scriptures say don't pray for the harvest that's ready. Pray for the laborers. Go get ready and get in the fight. Go reach those people who you know right now are just like this kid who are ready for truth. I believed in you. You believed in man. That's your problem. When God gave you rights to be free, you can think what you want, but that's the God-given right to think, right? God-given right to speak. I bet you that dude who was speaking against AOC is, is the same person, the type of person that's for censoring the right. You see how oh, confused yeah. they are? Yeah. They're confused. But his voice must be heard because he felt violated. That is the reason why people speak out now, because they're violated. That's why uh, the whole election issues and all these other things, that's why it was so prevalent, because people felt violated. Now the, the left is feeling violated by their own left. <laughs> Which, yep. guys, the right's been violating the right for itself for so long. So this is nothing new, right? But you thought they were actually strong and ready. They're not. They're no, caving dude. in on themselves every day. Yeah. And I'm excited because it's like, Lord, only God could do this. Only God could allow this to happen where now they're going to turn on themselves and then they're going to have to seek the truth. So God's opening the door for us to do this right now. I'm so excited, dude, for what the church's opportunity is right now. Right. Absolutely. And so on that note, I think it's time. We have a guest. Um, you know what? I'm going to let her explain what's been happening we've got melissa martz here uh go ahead she and bring can comment on what we just yeah. said too I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that am i okay what? there i am hi hey. <laughs> thank you for having me uh sure i will i will comment um two things while you were talking um i think inherent in what you were saying about the 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 first bit about the pastor the pastor um who was misquoting the scripture is discernment so yes, we read the word, but here's a person who clearly had read Romans. He read the word and yet was spouting something other than the original intention of the word. So uh, a real good reminder to all of us to exercise our discernment, which doesn't come with our natural eyes. So like you look at this person, he's got all the garb on and it's like he's up there on an altar and he's quoting scripture. So with our carnal eyes, we would think, oh, that's somebody who knows what they're talking about. Um, but we're called to use our discernment. And it's not just with the scripture, uh, but also things like our constitution, because our constitution has been misquoted towards us as well. Um, and it's been used that those those scriptures, the constitution, the goodwill of man has been used 
um, in things like the pandemic where people were told you're a bad person if you're not virtual, virtue signaling, signaling and wearing your, you know, your face diaper and getting your jab, trying to use code <laughs> words here. Um, I appreciate the code words. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, the, those, those words were, were used against us. And if you weren't using discernment, you know, in your heart, you could have been led astray, just like with this new movement to indoctrinate and groom our children. Um, you could also be led astray. So I think discernment is really important. And how do we get, it's a muscle. How do we get good at, at discernment? You know, we, we use it. Um, sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we don't, but it's that, that closeness and that relationship with God uh, that strengthens strengthens that discernment. So, I mean, it was clear to anybody, I think, that ever read Romans <laughs> that scripture well, was I, being I will say, I, will say I, did a, I did a video on it uh, two days ago. Okay. I did say, and I forgot to say this when I was narrating, that there's also being led of the Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit leads you to all truth. And so there's that element of not just reading scripture, but using the spirit. The spirit of God will lead you to the truth. It won't contradict himself. So I thank you for that. I forgot to add that part. You're and, right. You and, are right. And, and it brings discernment. Yes. To help confirm awesome. that. Thank you. Th this is something I've said several times to Massey in the past, I don't know, week or two is when Christ is in the desert being tempted by Satan, Satan's using scripture to, to try and veer Christ off course. But Christ says it is written, right? And so it's so important to be able to discern Melissa through the Holy out the Spirit, gate. right? Exactly. Uh, discern through the Holy Spirit of, look, yeah, you're saying this is what it says, but what's the real context of it? And we see that so often is people, people use the wrong context. They, they twist and mold it in order for it to shape their own narrative so they can get yeah. what they want which is such a dangerous position. Yeah, Josh commented on here that Joe, Joe always says this, a, a verse without context is just a pretext. Yep. And uh, it's a dangerous place to be. And so I, I so appreciate that. You are right. I don't know why I forgot that part, but. Yes, no, you are right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad you talked about it. That was, I mean, it was just horrifying to watch, but you know, the infiltration, it's in every area of society. It's in our, it's in our churches, it's in our government, it's in our schools. So, you know, we have to stay uh, vigilant. And I think I hadn't heard what you played um, from that person speaking their heart to AOC, but um, boy, like you say, what the, the spirit of that was really powerful. Like you could, you could feel that through the screen. I did tear up because um, I think I can relate to that. I mean, even in the, in the race that I ran, I had people coming to me with that kind of um, feeling of betrayal about their, their current representative. So um, I'm happy to, you let me know uh, what you want me to share, how, how you want me to couch or get into. I'm, Sorry, go ahead. This is your time. Okay. Uh, well, so I'm gonna call. Um, I'm gonna call it the competition. In in the vein. <laughs> can can I give a disclaimer? So we yes. we had a video right before the election that shall not be named, and we talked about events that shall not be named. And YouTube took that video down for us talking about events that shall not be named. And so I had to dispute it with YouTube as to why they were wrong to take the video down. Thankfully, it got reinstated, but we have to be very careful about the words we choose. Um, if you think about competitions for government positions <laughs> that happen every couple of years. That you need to vote and, on. And the controversy that happens around that and, and your own vote. <sighs> you know what we're talking about, right? Yeah. That, and that's yeah. tell you everything you need to know that, it, that this topic is so heavily censored. I mean, it's, it's still mind blowing to me that, that I'm living in this time that we can't even, the fact that we can't even broach the topic tells right. you something is not right. So I'm going to use the, the words I would normally use. I'm going to substitute that with competition frog Perfect. and you can figure out what frog means. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit. We're just talking about frogs. <laughs> we love frogs. Um, yeah. 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 I, I hate it when there's competition frog. Yeah. Um, but um, this was, has always been a concern. I mean, it was a concern for, um, it was a concern for the Democrats in 2016. It was a concern for Republicans in 2020. I've always been confused if we agree that, that, that the machines used could be manipulated because that, that was year. 2016. It was the complaint in 2020. Um, it's the complaint in 2022. Why don't we have a bipartisan effort to to look at it and, and decide? Right. And you just had the arrest um, of the gentleman. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right because I've never heard it said, but it's the the Connick, um, the 
the man, the man from China (laughs) who was arrested um, because basically they have access to, to all of our, our votes and our voting information. And I mean, that, that's huge. People should be following that story. I'm following that story. I mean, that's a huge deal. Um, So it was always a concern. And when I decided to run, I foolishly thought I, I ran for almost two years and I thought that was enough time that somebody would fix the competition frog issue. And um, when voting time finally came around, it didn't, it didn't seem like anything had really been done about it. I mean, I did my due diligence. I had met with, I tried to meet with the heads of our supervisor of elections offices to ask them the tough questions that I thought people voting for me would want to, to know the answers to about their machines, about how people could um, get involved and all of that. One of them, so there's three counties in the district I ran in, St. Lucie, Palm Beach, Martin. St. Lucie, I was never able to get an appointment with the, the head of supervisor of elections, which was, again, just concerning. Um, so I did what I thought was my my due diligence up until the day. And then when the day came, um, I intuitively felt that the numbers didn't seem right to me. Okay. And that's, that's nothing that could be held up in a court of law. That's nothing anybody cares about. It's certainly nothing I would sue over and nothing I would even get on and talk about because I wouldn't want to add to any confusion if I didn't have like evidence or facts or something more than a gut suspicion. I mean, um, when you look at, I I have it detailed in my complaint because I did end up suing and that's public information and I can share that with anyone that wants the complaint. Um, But I had my own suspicions because when I looked at the numbers from primaries past, I did the worst out of anybody that that ever ran against the incumbent, yet I had campaigned uh, longer. And I think when you look at like what monies people raised, I raised mostly in kind donations. I on purpose did not pursue uh, money or establishment money or PAC money because I didn't want even the perception that I was bought and paid for. Um, but with our in-kind donations, I think we raised like $333,000 of mostly in-kind donations, not real money. So we had raised a, a bunch of support. We had all this time out in the district. Um, I had a very controversial ad, you might remember, <laughs> that went up on a big billboard and then a bunch of big four by four foot signs, a hundred signs in the district um, that got media attention. So. When I looked at all of that next to the previous primary um, uh, elections that had been run, you know, these people were doing better than me. It didn't make sense. I mean, people that had only been running for three months, people that had raised maybe, you know, $25,000 and ran for three months, um, got as many or, or more votes. And that just didn't make objective sense to me. I coupled that with the fact that, um, I was sat down by another, um, another person running for Congress, they were told that they were given money to move into my race. What? Another competition frog. (laughs) Yes. Another competition frog hopped his way in. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, um, he sat me down and said, this was like two and a half months before uh, the competition day. And he said he had been given money to move into this race and at, was there to ask me to back out. And that if I uh, backed out and publicly supported him and had all anybody that was supporting me, they wanted to now, you know, follow him. Um, and if I did that, I would get a position on his team when he won and got into DC. So, so go ahead. just, just to, to ask you a question on that. He, he voiced that the money had come to him as part of getting him into the race to try and get you out. Yes. Yeah. He, he didn't disclose who it was, uh, but he said somebody or a group of somebody's allegedly Republicans, this is just what I was told. So I don't know the veracity of the statements, but they had come to him and they were there to move into the race and they wanted me out so that they could allegedly beat the incumbent. Um, and, and, and to do that, they needed me out. But at the, in the same breath, they were telling me how I didn't have a chance and how I was only going to get, you know, um, I forget what the figure was. I want to say it's like seven to 10 percent of the vote just because I'm female. But that's, you know, they had their consultant there with them that was, you know, mansplaining me how I had no shot. Yet it was very important that I back out. <laughs> I, I love it. You're no threat to us, but we want you out because you're a threat. Yep. And I detail all of that in my complaint. So these are things that they don't have any basis. Like this is just my experience coupled with the other part to that story is I was 
heavily, heavily censored within the Republican Party. Um, the Republican establishment and a lot of what we would consider the good guys uh, didn't want to touch even vetting me for endorsements. Uh, I, I was um, not allowed to speak at some REC meetings. I wasn't allowed to send videos to educate the people on another candidate that was running. They invoked Rule 8 in the St. Lucie um, in the St. Lucie REC so that they could exclusively endorse the incumbent, which is strange because if they thought he had it in the bag, like he always has, when you look at the stats, he always pulls about the same percentage of votes in the last uh, three primaries. You know, I'm not sure why they felt they needed to do that if somebody like me was so non-threatening and why they wouldn't play my video. I don't know. Uh, Palm Beach REC and St. Lucie REC refused to play a video um, to, to but they played the incumbents video to give the people the education on who was running. So I'm hearing, I'm hearing this song right now, Melissa. You may remember this. Just the good old boys. Right. <laughs> Never meaning no harm. And, and it, cause it's the good old boys in, in the spirit come of, with us, you know, yeah. in the spirit of, of cross examination, how much do you think that was competition frog and how much of that was, was political warfare, yeah, establishment political a good warfare. question. Yeah, so I'm going to get to the part where I'm saying all of this that I'm sharing with you. This is this is not anything that I would have sued over, right? Because you're right. There's no there's no um, smoking gun that says, well, these people really didn't want you to run, so they went so far as to, you know, um, let's see, I've used my words carefully. So they went so far as to take like additional steps to make sure you didn't win. Yeah. So I, I'm just giving you. Uh, you know, it all culminates to why I decided to sue. So this was just my experience where I felt like there was this real strong force within the Republican establishment really blocking any any grassroots uh, efforts on my behalf. But I'm not the only one. There are, there are other uh, stories like this within the Republican Party. And what really fascinated me, I, I recently um, went to a competition frog uh, convention where they had a panel of Democrats and any one of them up there sounded like me. Sounded like the stories that I'm telling you, where they were boxed yeah. out of their DNCs because they were real candidates. They couldn't be bought and paid for. They couldn't be puppeted from behind the scenes. And they were boxed out in the same way that I had been boxed out. So, you know, this what what is being what has been exposed to me is that the monster really is on both sides of the aisle. They by the time you get to a general election, I believe your candidates have been chosen for you and yeah. um, you're getting a puppet for the most part on on either side. Look, so, look at what happened to, say. Ron Paul, right? Look what happened to Bernie Sanders. Look what happened to Tulsi Gabbard. I believe Tulsi Gabbard got got boxed out as well. A competition frog yes. was strong with that one. You know, like it's I, I'm with you of like there is this this good old boys gamemanship establishment game going dude, on. Dude, you know what's crazy you is know? like how fast they'll pounce on a Tulsi Russian operative. Like oh, they'll just yeah. quick. It's like that machine is ready, dude, to like, and they have the full force you. of the machine behind yeah. them to yes. where the money they'll organize the and they'll move against you. you know? Yeah. So okay. So that's that's one piece. I'm giving you three pieces here. Huh, <laughs> First piece it. was just my own experience of going like something's not right in the in the veracity in which they're going after my very. You know, if, if it's true that we're just so benign, like what is up with just the onslaught of censorship. Um, and also not just there, I mean, even running ads, things like this. I mean, just un unbelievable for me, it was personally very eye-opening. Um, and then secondarily, there was a lot of, uh, misconduct on behalf of our, of our, uh, supervisor of elections offices, specifically Palm beach, I think was the most egregious of evidence that I could point to where, again, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I don't trust these people that are, they, they are our vote counters. Okay. So the, the canvassing boards, they count our votes. They, they certify our elections and they are completely like not transparent and they're doing some things that are very concerning. So I'm just going to highlight a, just a few. And again, if people want to read my complaint, there's more in there, but I'm just going to highlight the few that really, helped to add to why I felt I needed needed to sue and why I needed to bring attention to it. Like I had a responsibility to bring attention to it. Um, the first was on election night um, at my watch party, one of the people at my watch party got a phone call from a friend who works at the supervisor of elections office in some type of IT capacity. And this person, I have the recorded call. Anyone can listen to it. The um, web address, the YouTube address for the video is in my complaint. And on the recorded call, this employee says, um, I am responsible for a USB 
at the supervisor of elections office on voting night, um, on election night, I have a USB that has votes on it and these votes aren't reading. And there's several USBs like this, but this one in particular, I'm being told to get alone in the car and drive to another location owned by the supervisor of elections office so that they can try to read it over there. Well, that was concerning to me because first of all, why aren't the, why are there several USBs that they're having trouble reading votes? And then what, like, chain of custody issue big time people are driving alone with our votes <laughs> with in cars with with a usb like that is just absurd like as an as an attorney as as a thinking person i mean i was just horrified to think like i mean she sounded trustworthy i'm sure i felt like she wasn't doing anything with her votes but i don't know every person that's alone in the car with the usb so why wasn't there some type of, of chain of custody why wasn't she accompanied by a sheriff um so i i called the sheriff's department and um got them on the phone and that's recorded on the call. So you'll see on the call, there's this lady, this employee and the sheriff and the sheriff confirms that this does happen. You know, when I asked him about the chain of custody issue, he goes, Oh yeah, it happens, but it's rare. So this had happened before and wasn't rectified. So we've got, you know, that USB I was told later. And, it, and again, you know, I, you'd have to, you'd have to ask your, the canvassing board to substantiate, but I was told, I think it had like over a hundred votes on it. So how, you know, just, just to give an idea. Um, so that was very concerning to me. There was no answer for that. The canvassing board gave no answer for that. Um, there's a new law. The, the second, second piece that was concerning is that there's a new law um, that allowed candidates to designate volunteers to review mail-in ballot signatures. I was one of just a few candidates that took advantage of this. Every candidate should have and should moving forward. Um, but you could send designees in and they would look at, and I did this myself, I volunteered and I, I looked at the signatures to see if they matched. And if, if you saw they didn't match or there was an issue, you could object to it. Um, these objections that were made by the public, I was being sent emails from designees that were saying the canvassing board is refusing to record our objections. Well, no, why would they do that? That's very concerning. Where's the, where's the transparency with that? Another designee was keeping track of the raw counts of votes that were coming in from the from the Palm Beach County precincts. So that means a couple of days out, you know, when they're taking in these mail in ballots, um, each precinct is, is sending in their their votes to the main SOE, the main supervisor of elections office. So this one designee was reading the tallies and she was writing down the tallies to keep her own track of the amount of votes that were coming in. Well, what she found was when she took her raw count and matched it with what was being reported on the website, there was a difference of about 17,000 votes. So there were 17,000 more votes being reported on, on the website than what this designee was writing down every day. And when the, she addressed it, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you you just said more votes because immediately yeah. what my thought was, okay, maybe there's a lag or a delay between the website and the raw numbers that mm -hmm. she was getting. But you're saying the website was reporting 17,000 more. Now, yes. could that have come from a different source that would have plugged into that website? So that's a great question. And the, the person to answer that question would be Wendy Link, who's the head of the supervisor of elections office. And when this person and these emails that this person wrote me, they're all in my complaint. Um, and so when she addressed it with Wendy Link, she did not get an answer, an explanation. And instead, what happened was they took away the designee's ability to keep track of those raw counts. So they started hiding the numbers so that now they couldn't keep track of them. So all of this uh, and there, I mean, and there's there's more like there's just more. I, I called when I did sue them, I called to get the the uh, name and address of the attorney that represents the canvassing board. I have a recorded call. Also, people can watch where they told me I had to pay money to get the name and address of the attorney that represents the canvassing board. I mean, it's just such a mess. So, yeah. And that's a funny one, actually. You should watch. It's got a good ending. <laughs> um, but but so my point is, I had these personal experiences where I was like, wow, something's off about how censored I'm being as a candidate. Um, our supervisor of elections offices are not transparent. I have a whole host of questions. My husband volunteered also for the signature matching. He said that one of the signatures he saw wasn't even the same name. And, the, and those objections were not allowed to be recorded. I mean, there was so much distrust. But what, what ultimately led me to sue to set aside the election results was when somebody sent me a chart from a website called ordros.com, O-R-D-O-S.com. Um, that's also in my complaint. And what it was was um, it wasn't a CVR report. 
which I will go into for those that don't know, uh, was not a CBR report, but it was as the votes were coming in in live time being reported to the news, they created a chart. And the chart shows an unnatural spike at the very beginning for the incumbent. It's like statistically Im improbable. It it's what they call uh, front loading or dumping where like if you're going to cheat, you'll you'll dump a bunch of votes in electronically to to make sure you've got that buffer at the beginning. So, you know, like, you know, you're padding, you're making sure you're really going to win this one. Um, has, go ahead. Has that action been proven before that that's a, a method to do it? Okay. So this is where this is not my expertise to my knowledge. Yes. To, to, okay. From what I've been told by people that analyze these reports, that's what this looks like. That those are things that happen. Um, there's other ways that, that, the uh, machine fraud can happen. I'm sorry, machine fraud can happen. <laughs> um, it can That's be. Okay. I know I'm already going to have to fight YouTube on this one, one way or another. So you're fine. <laughs> so, so again, I'm not speaking from my own area of expertise. This is what was, right. has been communicated to me. So there's, yes, you can do the front loading or sometimes they'll put like an algorithm in there. So like, you'll see that the um, everybody kind of tracks each other at the same percentage at, at every point in time. Those are supposed to be indicators of, mach of machine frog. Um, so when I saw that chart, and as somebody who doesn't, I don't have an expertise in this. I'm, I'm not an IT person. I wouldn't know how to analyze the chart or, or the CVR reports. But when that was sent to me, um, it made me go, okay, this at least needs to be looked into. I wasn't, I've never said there was definitively, I know for a fact that there was, there was competition frog here. Um, I just, had too many, there were too many things showing up that I thought this needs to be investigated and I owed it to the people to at least try to have it investigated. I don't think that's too much to ask <laughs> just to have it looked into. And then we could all like be happy, look at it and go, okay, there was no competition frog. Like let's analyze the CVR reports. And if, if it shows up, everything's fine, then then great. Then we can all feel really, really good about who we elected in. Um, and I felt a responsibility because um, I didn't run for my health. I certainly didn't run for money. I'm, I'm really looking forward to going to going back to getting a paycheck right. <laughs> and having my, my life back in a lot of respects. So, you know, even, even to move forward with a lawsuit, it was like a thorn in my side, but I, I've always been motivated by uh, what is right or what I feel is right, you know, my own moral compass. So um, when I saw that chart, I inquired, like, what am I supposed to do with this? And what I was told again, by people that, that know more than me, um, it's the CVR report that you want to look at. And the CVR report will is allegedly will give an indicator as to whether or not there was machine frog. And if there was, then you would take those data points and you would put them up against a hand count. And that's how you would know. But the first step would be to analyze, to have an expert analyze what is called a CVR report. Um, the statute that I had to sue under, it's Florida Statute 102.168, it had a timeline. So I wasn't able to get the CVR reports and have them analyzed before I could sue. I had 10 days from the date that the that the election was certified. If I was going to sue to set aside election results, I had to do it in that 10 days without having the full picture. All I had was this like evidence of misconduct, which is what the statute says. If you have evidence of misconduct from the canvassing board enough to place doubt, not even enough to win, okay, but just enough to place doubt in the election, then, then you bring a lawsuit to set aside the election results. Right. So that's what I did. And I also asked the court um, to please allow these CVR reports to be analyzed. I requested the CVR reports from all three counties. St. Lucie refused to give me the report. They said they couldn't pull it, which is not true. Um, I got the report from Martin County, no problem. Palm Beach County, they did not give me the report. Um, I got it from somebody else that was able to get it. They gave me such a hard time to get the report that I ended up getting it from somebody else that had a much easier time for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, we can't get, oh, there it goes. <laughs> Man. Um, did, she did she really lose her? You no. Okay. Yes, okay. no I, I so, <clears throat> Melissa, uh, so th there's going to be people that object or you're going to say, okay, you're crazy, Melissa. Haven't we proven enough that the media says there is no such thing as election fraud? Because they're out there, right? They're, they're, anybody with half a brain says there's frog out there, right? Yes. Because it's, it's not just machine. You know, we, everybody that watched 20, uh, what is it, 2,000 mules? There's all these different ways that people can 
infiltrate. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So question. If the ballots, or I'm sorry, the, the, if, if, if you were right, and, and, and I'm, I'm being devil's advocate, uh, an advocate uh, against contrary to you, right? Yes. <laughs> if you would have won and got the court case, would you even have won in the first place? I, I don't know. I wouldn't know until we analyze the, the CVR report. So that, that, I mean, that's the problem, right? Like people go like, oh, well, the numbers are so far apart. But if the numbers are all together wrong, we don't actually know that. And honestly, I wanted to know for the people, even if, even if I hadn't won, let's say I came in second instead of third, let's say I got 30% of the vote instead of 8% of the vote. That really matters to the people. I can tell you that as somebody that ran for two years, because in this particular race, just like when we heard that person talking so fervently, there are people in this district that feel that fervently against their current congressman. They had been working to unseat him well before I came in into the game. There have been multiple primaries where people have been so passionate about getting him out of there because of his disservice to the people that it was important to them that they knew, like, if I got 30 percent, then they then they could have gone, OK, well, let's try this again. This is worth it. If I honestly got the, you know, the 8 percent, then they need to pivot completely because running a grassroots, honest clean campaign is not going to cut it like that information is an invaluable in getting real representation into this district so it, to me it didn't matter whether or not it would have changed if it would have changed the result at all right we needed to know that but it absolutely could have changed the result to a different winner i mean who knows maybe that guy that came in two and a half months uh, you know, late in the game and had all this money and ran all those ads, maybe he really won. I don't know. The second you interject manipulation, you can't trust the numbers you're seeing in front of you. And all I was asking um, on behalf of the people was to have a chance to analyze and look at the data. That's it. That's all, all I wanted. Um, unfortunately, I have the I have the full hearing for people to see on YouTube. So you can see the judge didn't didn't look up, didn't ask one question to any party, didn't ask one question, didn't give a rationale to any of us for her decision. She just dismissed the case, wouldn't let it be heard. I kind of already knew that was going to happen because I'm, of my experience with the justice system. Like I sued uh, Palm Beach County against their unconstitutional mask mandate. I'd already had an experience knowing like we're hijacked at every level. Um, the least that could have been done would have been a, to allow a trial so that we could have just looked in, into the information. She sure. still could have ruled <clears throat> setting the election re uh, results aside. She still could have done that and at least given the people the solace of, of knowing like, okay, this is what the, you know, we looked into it. This is what the data showed. Um, but so I was doing that to do my due diligence on behalf sure. of the people. I'm still going to pursue the ana analysis of the CVR results. So, and I, I want to talk about that because this has been such an education to me and like who the good guys are, who the bad guys are. Um, we've got three other candidates that are suing in the same fashion that I did in the state of Florida. All of them are pro se. I was pro se, which means I represented myself. We have all of these organizations that people give money to that say that they're helping with the competition frog. And yet nobody was represented. As far as I know, nobody's received a report of analysis for their CVR results. Um, Mike Lindell's organization was requesting these CVR results so that his organization could analyze them. You know, I would think he would swoop in right now in, into Florida, particularly Palm Beach, because three of the four candidates touched Palm Beach County. Um, you know, where is where is really? the help looking into the frog? You know, I mean, where is it? So I did my due diligence. I, I put the suit out there. I said, look, something doesn't seem right. Can somebody look at can somebody just take a second look at, at the numbers? Can we look at the CVR reports? Um, I've got two of the three, like I said. I've given those two two reports to like five different people or organizations, including Mike Lindell, including Nations in Action, including the America Projects. And I've received confirmation that they received my reports. The only one that at this point has gotten back to me um, is the Nations in Action. They said, I, I haven't seen a report. I still, once I, if I ever get it, I will share it with everyone. Right. Um, but they said that they analyzed the two reports and that it did show evidence of front loading. It showed evidence of manipulation. 
if anybody wants to follow up with them with that, you know, hold them accountable, um, hold your SOEs accountable. You know, I, I feel like I've done as, as a candidate and as an American, I think I've looked into this as much as I can. I'm going to keep pursuing sure. the analysis of the, of the sure. results. But beyond that, I don't know what more I could do to make people feel good that your vote counts when you go to cast it. Right. I love her response. It's like, it didn't matter if she won or lose. That's just a good perspective. It, it like turns your perspective to, it, it's an analyzing tool. How do we fight next? Then? Yeah. If we couldn't get this guy, I mean, Mass is working against himself. This guy, <laughs> his decisions have destroyed his own <sighs> reputation. Uh, he's not a conservative. I'm sorry. I, I've grilled this guy before he even ran. Promised he would run on the Constitution and has not done it. You remember? And when, it's it's ridiculous. When, so he's really fighting against himself too. That's who you were running against. What now? I was gonna, do you remember we were at? Uh, was a rally for Pierce and, yeah. and somebody came up and was grilling Just him hard. So he came up and shook my hand because he knew me because yeah. he he had, uh, he knows Revive or whatever because yeah. it's the district. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, how you doing? And dude, I, I'm not kidding you. What, how many people were there? 20, 25? Yeah. Just railing him. And this was a conservative meeting. There were, yeah. It was, it was crazy. Unhappy. <laughs> so here's, here's another question. Because I thought about, I want to ask the question that other people watching this are asking, right? Like, is it is is the competition frog only exist in congressional levels because we have some people watch like Amy Pritchett and some people that we helped and they got in uh, the the school board candidates changed in Miami Dade area so does the competition frog only exist in certain races do you know what I mean because like they won no. and they're conservative no. and they ran on a platform of conservative, you know, conservative or whatever like you, you understand where I'm going with that. Yes, I no, I do. And I think, I mean, I can only speculate like anybody else. I think where we suspect in a race that there's fraud, we have to do our due diligence to look into it. My suspicion, I have nothing to substantiate this, um, but my my guess or my suspicion about how the frog works is um, I think it's strategic. Like I I, I know in, in my race, like I because I felt such such heat and censorship, this was like a really important seat for the powers that be and for the puppeting that happens behind the scene. I mean, this this person has been heavily protected, um, despite like you're describing. I mean, I experienced it for two years, the outrage that people have in the district. It's shocking to me that somebody could have such high numbers and yet be so disliked by so many people that get out uh, and vote. Joe Biden. Correct. <laughs> so I don't I don't know that it's in every every uh, race. I also think like there's because there's different ways to um, infiltrate. Like, for example, I, I would be inclined to think in my in my race that if there was manipulation, that it was something like a like a front load, um, which is just like that extra padding to make sure that 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 seat is taken care of. You know, also, if you're smart, if you're like cheating and you're smart. You're, you're not going to pick off everyone. You're going to make, you're going to throw the people a bone here and there. And I think that happens too. I think it's like here, you know, you got, you didn't get the majority of the school board, but you got, you know, you got your one or two. So there, you know, feel, feel good about that. Like enough to kind of leave you off the trail. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure how it works. I just know like the facts in front of me, something doesn't seem right. And at the very least, whether it's the 2016 election, whether it's the 2020 election, whether it's our 2022 election, at some point, we need to start analyzing the data and we need to start taking seriously things like this gentleman that was arrested because China is in our in our machines. China is in our machines. What, like, what more do we need to start taking a look? We've already had, um, it's escaping me now what state, but we've had a couple of counties where they've they've gotten rid of the machines and they've gone back to hand counting. So, you know, what is it going to take for us to, to do what we need to do to feel like, I mean, even just like lie to us. Like, I just, I just want to feel like my vote counts at this point. You know what I mean? Like I, for me, I know too much at this point where I, I really um, don't feel confident when I'm going to vote in November uh, that, that my vote counted because I really do think like in large part, our ballots are very well picked for us. People are sending me ballots for, November for November 8th election. And they're like, who should I vote for? And I'm like, you know, I see maybe one or two people on there that I would say is a patriot is a, is a real candidate. And the rest are establishment picks. Like, do we really have real representation? Um, and I want to say to you, you, you know, reiterating what I said about it didn't didn't matter what if I if I won, but it mattered what the real results were. If somebody was trying to infiltrate our elections, whether they were successful or not, we need to know that because 
if they go to do it again, they might be successful. So, I mean, we just need to know hands down, was there interference? Whether it achieved the objective or not is not the point. If people are, are manipulating our machines, whoever these people are, don't we need to know that? Um, and when it comes to the incumbent, I want to reiterate, I, I can't say it enough. And now that I'm not running, I really I, I have no reservation about this. Um, our children matter. And the way that we treat our kids and the way we talk about our kids, if we're going to be upset about a pastor that brings a drag queen up with children on the on the pulpit, then we need to be upset about a congressman that makes jokes about having sex with children. Like that is not okay. You know, you don't get to make policy decisions about kids that are being sexually abused across our border and in the same breath make a, a public joke about having sex with children. So for me, that was the line in the sand. Yes, he violated his oath. Yes, that's treason. The penalty for, for treasons are high. To me, those penalties ought, ought to be the same when we pedophilia promote, when we talk about and we promote and try to normalize the grooming of our children, period, full stop. I can't. I've never heard the joke, but I think you'd know. I, I, I can quote it verbatim for you. <laughs> Careful. It gets pulled off. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think we can say the name Mike. No, we got to say Pillow Man. Oh, and he's censored too. I think we got so we got competition <laughs> frogs. A, yeah, pillow man. I I know uh, I'm going to be at war with you too. Yeah, this, this week. is I've uh, just you're it. upset in the apple cart here, Melissa. Well, I was We're kind of I was kind of scrutinizing him. I'm sure he's lovely. I think he's sincere. But what I'm saying is, you know, him along with all the other organizations. And that people give money to, that people are invested in, and, and they're telling us, give us these reports, give us these reports. Well, we we need help out here, you know? So, you know, again, I have no uh, dog in the fight, so to speak. I know I ran, but again, my life is much easier not, not winning than winning. Um, I just sure. am led by a moral compass of what is, you know, what I believe is the right thing. And if, if it was somebody else that, like, I had voted for, I would want them to be doing what I, what I did. I'm, I'm 100% with you. I think... The, the, the criticism is, is, is necessary, right? We, we need to do that. Hopefully this encourages other organizations to start up and get on this thing. You know what I mean? Cause like the, the issue is, is how much can one organization handle? Do we need more? So I used to think, man, there's a ton of ministries now that do what I do. Not ton of ministries, more organizational, but you know, there's several ministries that started, they got more traction than we did. And cause we weren't using the machine, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm like, maybe I should bow out. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, no, we need more voices actually. So hopefully if this is a passion of yours, it's time to start up and get, get in the fight and get busy, right? Get this thing going. Uh, because that's what happened with us. I mean, I remember we were lone wolves. You know, it was oh, wall yeah. builders, us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, after the 2016 election, people, something happened. Like, it yeah. sparked. Obama really did a, a huge number. So, I agree with you. And I think, too, people wanting to know that their vote counts. Listen, I, I, I'm going to preach this actually on November 6th, uh, the Sunday of November 6th, because the election is November 8th, <clears throat> that we are commanded right? To be stewards. So there's a voting process. We still have to do our duty. You know, we're, we're going to stand before God with our duty. It's still a duty to do. We have to trust the Lord with the rest. I'm seeing where people are getting involved, that there is, I mean, right now, Sabatini's calling for E-Verify, I think it is. I, I think that's what it is. Hmm. Right now on Instagram, he's, he posts on everywhere, but like, he's really calling for, why aren't we verifying the votes that come in? So right. he's like, where's the rhino or why aren't the rhino stand? You know, something like he always, you know, he's always going after, he's always going rhinos. after him. And it's yeah. good. He goes after the establishment. Every, it's almost like every day he does. So I'm with you. And I think too, it's like, it will count before God, just do your duty. Right. And go out yes. and be proactive. And so I think too, like I wasn't asking questions to, 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 to throw doubt or shade. I'm saying <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of people that ask questions like, well, how come she didn't, you know, what about the guy that ran that wanted to kick you out? Did he verify? You know what I mean? You're going to have all those dissenters. The bottom line is, dude, if y'all know this district, y'all know that guy that you ran against is not popular. So there's something off. You know what I mean? There's something wrong. I know that, right? Mm -hmm. That there's got to be a more formidable, formidable challenge than what we have. Okay. His greatest accomplishment thus far, I think, was cleaning up the water system. But nothing really yeah. How? Tell me how. Everybody likes to say he carries around a cup of dirty water and cries water, which is a state's issue, by the way, I'm not saying, a federal issue. But tell me how, because I'm that's saying, just I'm, I'm saying his feather in the cap. That's what he runs on. Like, right, right. But it's not actually even true. It's just the, it's again, it's the propaganda to make you feel like something was done about water. But no, when I ask people, well, what exactly did he do? Nobody has an answer. 
Right. Correct. I don't have an answer. That's what I'm saying. His feather in the cap was, yeah. look what we've done for Stuart. Look what we've done for this and this. But it's like, cool. How did you reduce the size of government? What did you go up there and actually do? Why is it that you voted against our gun rights? Why is it like in your case, like I, I didn't hear this joke or whatever. Why are you joking about kids like that? You know what, what's going on? So in other words, there's got to be someone more formidable than this. I voiced, I, I voiced this. We voiced this for two, three years now since he's been in. Like, and I remember questioning him when he first ran. I was in West Palm Beach at an event. Um, and I stood up and I said, dude, will you? I don't care that you've been. I'm, I'm grateful that you served. I am. But you swore an oath to protect that Constitution. Will you do the same? He goes, I will not violate the Constitution. He said in front of everybody, 500 people clapped and cheered. This is our guy and he'll win. Dude, it's been just utter disappointment to me. And so I'm with you on that this guy is not. There's no way there's nobody more formidable than this guy. There's just no way. And I've been told, keep your mouth shut about him because you want your ministry to grow. Screw that. Screw that. I don't care. I've never cared about that stuff, right? We need to tell the truth. The bottom line is, is it constitutional or not? And we've been saying this for a long time. I don't care if you're a Republican. We don't care. We're we're not even aligned with a party. We're not independent. We're not libertarian. We're not. We're just constitutionalists and Christians. We believe in the truth. That's why we can call out Trump if if we need to, and we have. That's why we can call out these people and need to if we have, and we have. This is so important to the Christian needs to start understanding their role. Be this. Be be the one who understands the signs of the times. Look what it says in the Old Testament. They understood the law of the day and they understood justice. So if you're really going to be a person who understands the times, you know, you guys are the understanders of the time. Well, then do it. Don't just say you understand times because you have a prophetic word. Like get involved, get busy, do something. Like that's that's where I think I come from all the time. If this, what is it? Competition frog. There you go. <laughs> Double man's not responding, competition frog, whatever. We have a duty to do before God right now. Right. And it is. You're right. The kids are at stake. Yeah. Uh, I was. Do we have any questions that uh, anything amen, that we exactly. haven't covered? One guy said, so I think the church really needs to take a part of the elections as volunteer to poll watch. I agree. And my only retort it wasn't even a retort. It was like an addition. But you need Christians who understand law and ethics yeah. and those kinds of things, because how many Christians are Republicans? that would actually do it because they want their guy in. You know what I'm saying? And in the other side of that, we, we've had candidates that have pushed forward their faith, their principle and all of that. But man, it was crazy how quickly they disappeared as soon as the elections were over. Right. You know, and so it's, it's so important for us to be, be careful about the candidates that we're we're backing not us just us but everybody like we've we've got to be very careful of those candidates that we're like yeah i really think this person's going to do a good job where will they be if they lose a year later sure right sure there's a lady named victoria melissa that i just want you to hear this and maybe you can comment on it maybe you experience the same thing she said nevada has documented fraud frog in our primary election recently courts would not address it 13 candidates here all participated in the election frog battle, including primary winners. She said the courts wouldn't address it. Could you, is that what you, you kind of experienced it in a smaller degree maybe, but is, that's kind of been happening all over the place, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I can obviously speak personally that that's the exact experience that I had. And uh, we had, there could be more that I'm un- unaware of, but we had four in total, including myself um, that sued in Florida. Mine was the first case to get dismissed. The, the three other cases are still pending. Um, you know, I, I really hearken what you say about going after the truth. You you tend to know you're, you're hitting it on the mark when people are telling you to be quiet, right? Like, well, be, be quiet. <laughs> it's not good for you to talk about that. Be quiet. So, um, you know, I hear it all the time. Yeah. And, and that's, that was really strong in this district, which is why I, you know, I don't know how to do anything else other than that. Like, you know, it's almost to a, to a fault, to a, to a character flaw. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know, know how to not shine the light on what's really going on. And so I'm glad to hear that in this other state, even though the court's not looking at it, the fact that people are stepping up, it, it's powerful. It's pushing back on the establishment. It's making it harder for them. It's a thorn in their side. And I really believe that we do our part. We're co-laborers with God, with Christ. Right. We do our part. And then it, 
after that, it's it's up to God to bring the miracle. So it's up to us to bring the lawsuits. It's us, up to us to speak out. We do our due diligence. And then, you know, when the people fail us, God is going to have to be the one to come through and work a miracle here um, because we are obviously going through um, a time of transition in a big way. And, and we're seeing the, we're seeing everything really start crumble, start to crumble. I didn't think it could crumble worse, but it's, it really feels that way. Like things are, are crumbling, but I believe it's so that, um, we can rebuild in a more powerful way. I've been saying that for a long time. I mean, even the, the arrest of this, of this gentleman that owns these, um, these Chinese companies that have infiltrated our election system, this is huge. It's huge. So we're on the brink of something. We just have to not not give up, even though if we lose in the court system, who cares? You know, God is the ultimate judge of what is right, of what is true. So I'm encouraged to hear that, even though they're not winning. That's not the point. It never is with doing the right thing. Right. And and I think it's to to take almost an Alinsky tactic, but to to reshape it. We, we have to be vocal. We have to be involved in all of it. We have to be putting ourselves there in the mess, right? And there, it's so important that we do it with level heads. We don't do it through passion. We don't do it through anger and hatred. And not at all that that's what you're doing. I actually appreciate that you, you're approaching this very level-headed, very, very reasonable yeah. as opposed to yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Just, just saying burning down the system yeah just saying know? there's competition frog out there there's actually pith and marrow to what you're saying yeah i want to say to you, you, you so you didn't win but like the fact your principles stood strong and i encourage people to vote for you personally i was like i put it on my my, my right. pages and like thank you very few people who will stand on principle most people They'll stand on principle and then they'll compromise just a bit to get their name out there, but then they'll stick to principle kind of yeah. right. And then it gets worse and it snowballs and it's that slow fade. And, you know, I'm hearing that casting crown song, but like it, you stood and you did, and it actually encouraged so many people that there was hope again, that they can actually trust a candidate with that voice, with that thing. And so I, I, I don't, I've never run for office, just having a ministry and being a pastor is a lot, but like <laughs> having kids, a husband, all the stuff, the career you had to stop to do all this thing. It just such an inspiration. And I, and I want to admonish you for that because it's a lot of work, but like yeah. even to follow through and say, you know what, I'm going to take the shot in the dark. I'm just going to go for it. You know, people call you crazy. People call you stupid. People call you whatever, man, she's got a justifiable thing. You know, but the bottom line is you did it. You're standing on conviction. And that's what people need to see again. Someone standing on conviction. So I just appreciate that because Thank it takes you. guts to do. Yep. You know what I mean? And no, I, I fully agree with him. So we want to say thank you so much for being on. We we love supporting people of principle and conviction. And I think we have a pretty darn good track record of the people that we support. And that extends to you. We're we're still fully behind you um and whatever the lord has for your path forward we're with you you know um so take take that as an encouragement you're an amazing individual and so thank you so much for everything you're doing is there is there is there anything you can direct the people to to help or or is that all done now or you still yeah is there anywhere people can support help get in the fight I would say um, under that new statute for the candidates for the November 8th, if you have a candidate that you like, you can volunteer for them for the um, signature matching. So not just the poll watching, but the signature matching. That's a way to get involved and, and, and see for yourself, like, is, is are there any issues at my SOE? So I would encourage people to do that. For me uh, personally, um, I... As I have information, I am going to share it publicly. And the way that I'm doing that is through my YouTube channel, which is just my name. And in most of my videos, I have a little link that you can be added to my email list. So through my email list and my YouTube, that's how I'm pushing out information. So like, let's say I get that CVR report for the two I have analyzed and I have a report to show people, whatever it shows, I'm going to dispense it to the people. So, you know, people can follow that if they want. Um, I will continue to advocate. I mean, I'm my life is... I'm getting back to my life a little bit, but I've always been an advocate, especially for children. I have a nonprofit for single mothers. I, I'm going to continue to advocate um, for freedom, liberty, and for our kids. So I, I'm sure that I will still be seeing everyone and helping in some capacity. Cool. And, and everybody go subscribe to Melissa Mart's YouTube channel. 
do it now. So, all right, Melissa, thank you so much. Thank you. You're us. awesome. Seriously. Right, thank care. you. Thank God bless you. you guys. Bless you. Bye. So, guys, you know what to do now. Get involved. You get know, you know what would have taken a weird turn? Is she gone? Like, don't don't leave yet. Because it would have been a weird turn. We'd have been like, man, she's nuts. Jeez, oh, <laughs> psycho awesome. conspiracy theorist. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. Where, where are the woo? Jeez, oh, give me oh, a tin hat. I'm so, so sick of these I, people I, throwing no, up no. these crazy conspiracy. <laughs> next, she's going to say flat earth. You it's know a what flat I want? earth. Melissa, we'll have you on next time and actually do a fun podcast too. Like, really yes. hear your. What can you click her back on? She's still <laughs> so, so we gotta bring what her we're gonna do, Melissa, is bring you back on just to get to know you. Like, gosh, she should come and speak yeah. for self evident. You know, we'll send her out and if you're willing, I want to hear uh, your thoughts on if you want to hear me speak. <laughs> yeah, like it would be funny though. Like, what dude, wouldn't that have been great though? <laughs> the moon Thank landing. you, Melissa. You're awesome. What a <laughs> nut. <laughs> Especially the red hair. You could have after the red hair. Dang it, what this, an opportunity. This lady gets done running for office, and the next day she dyes her hair red. What a heathen. heathen. Pretty much, pretty much. I call it my Britney Spears moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should, uh, thank God you didn't shave your head. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, but, no uh, but if, if you want to be Mr. Clean next year for Halloween, go ahead and shave your hair. <laughs> my husband has that covered. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, again, thank you. Sorry, brought you back up. That's okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyways, guys, go to the selfevidenttruth.com, subscribe. We got a bunch of stuff. Just get out yeah, of the check out this stuff. Go thing, to this you know stuff. what I mean? Like uh to all those listening and commenting, guys. Thank you so, so, so much for supporting. Uh, we're growing in number. It's pretty cool to watch. We're doing some really we're gonna continue to do what we do. Uh, we're not like everybody else. We don't try to hit current politics as in the current politics scenario. We're not just trying to complain about it. We're giving you answers scripturally. Uh, and lawfully how to be a part of this and do it so again thanks so much guys for tuning in um hear us on rumble bit shoot the whole nine all of it we're on all the the, th the, the things uh, what's it i don't there's a lot yeah okay go subscribe go find us go go do something share the video would you do something with Gosh. your time i'm so tired of y'all just sitting around man come what, on come on come on jeez what are you what are you what are you doing we have we have crazy people on our show we need you don't you get it gosh can i get Something. paid for this kind of tire all you freeloaders golly anyways you want to be a subscriber <laughs> and a just a, a person who donates that's great too we love you have a great day guys <laughs> bye